Welcome everyone to the Building Brum Podcast. I am your host, Connor Nolan, and in this podcast I'm going to be discussing the latest development updates and exploring the latest themes and trends, from modern methods of construction to city regeneration and placemaking. We're broadcasting from Birmingham, and today we'll be talking about Commel Row. We're going to be discussing the master plan set out in 2015 by Bordeaux Malian to transform the district into a pedestrian priority destination. I'm joined by Danny Crump, Director of Urbanism, who has been at the heart of this project since its inception back in 2015. We're going to find out how the area has transformed over the past seven years since the project began and what it means to enhance a public realm within the heart of a major city. A big thank you to our Building Brum podcast series supporters, Reality Capture and Point Cloud modelling specialists, Scantech Digital, Solus, one of the UK's leading suppliers of commercial flooring and wall tiles, and Sunbelt Rentals. With over 200,000 items of equipment, they're the largest providers of equipment hire in the UK. If you'd like to find out more about our Building Brum partners after today's podcast, you can visit the Building Brum website. Hi, Danny. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Building Brum podcast. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks, Connor. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. I'm really well. I'm really excited to have you on the show today because... I want to know what's going on with the Colmore District Master Plan. There's been so much activity in it recently, and I know since it's been in, since its inception, since 2015, you've been like, instrumental and kind of at the core and at the heart of this project. And we're seeing so much activity going on in Colmore, and really, I'm, I'm just delighted to have you on the show so that we can, um, yeah, really understand more about what's what's happened in the years gone by and, and what's in store for. For the area in the future yeah absolutely well great to talk to you and be happy to uh, tell you a bit more about that project no it's great i mean firstly how do, how do, where did the project come from how did this all begin really because it's it's great that the because the whole point of it is to really introduce it's the introduction of the pedestrian priority and that's for me it's at like, what point did birmingham city council did the stakeholders see that that was the right next step for Colmore Row in terms of what it should look like how, how what the future of the district should be well, how did how did all of that come about how did all of that come about that's a big question Connor so I guess you take actually take a, a step a step back from uh, from looking at, at Birmingham and, and think about what's happening in the world you know, populations are growing uh, more people are living in urban environments and you know with that comes the requirement for more infrastructure and more place and and, and more movement and, and more of that happening everywhere and you know Colmore did actually uh, the business improvement districts there they were on the ground you know in the city recognizing the need for change and, and highly ambitious and i think you know they they really clued up they they realize that the, the future is about cities competing with each other beyond the uk you know so actually birmingham is not competing with manchester and london it's competing with lille and budapest and, and marseille uh, and actually it's it's the most livable cities the most livable places that that will attract the best investments, the best people, the best jobs. And so, you know, it, it was it was the bids, I think, that actually saw that opportunity. And they were willing to invest in the in the first place in a, in a piece of work called uh, the Snow Hill Infrastructure Plan. And that led to uh, uh, further funding from uh, LEP and, and partnership with Birmingham City Council to 
uh, get this project started to start to look at how they could make change in in this city in in Birmingham uh, and recognizing that public realm was actually a, a really positive way to do that and actually for local authorities public realm is is an area or you know the 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 streets and the and the um, and the footways they're the bits that they've got an operational ownership over so they can make change in those uh, zones and so you know that's what they decided to do and they pushed this forward project uh, working together in partnership and uh, and obviously came to us Brody Malian as uh, global uh, innovators and creators of fantastic places well it's how do you how do you how do you approach that if if you've got that brief and it's to really enhance and take Colmo Rose current public realm and really kind of enhance it in, in every way shape or form so that it serves serves the purpose of for the for the residents, for those tenants, for the people visiting, for the for the entertainment, for the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you kind of start? Yeah, it's it, it's been a long journey. You, you know, you talk you talked about starting in this project in 2015, and and you know we're actually delivering we're delivering sites now, but it's been a long journey. So seven seven years in the making. You know the 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 very early. Um, thinking was around you know creating quality places and and quality connections and so our brief from uh, the client was was to respond to these changing urban lifestyles so more people living in in urban environments and in the city core especially so the creation of community within the city core was a, a key driver for this project um, it was around making significant enhancements to the public realm. So the public realm, as it, as it stands at the minute, wasn't wasn't so great, or rather, as it was, wasn't so great. It was looking at how people moved. So uh, there's a lot of private vehicle movement in the area at the time of the brief. And so there's a question mark around that. And it was about enhancing the uh, public transport interchange and so making that option better for people. Uh, and then as outputs from that, it was it was to add add value and attract investment to the uh, Snow Hill area. So we very much, you know, we, we took a place led approach to this project. We recognised it was a project about community, it's about people. Uh, and also about streets, you know, and interestingly, streets make up about 80% of the public space in our cities. So, you know, there's a huge opportunity there to think about them in a different way uh, and to and to uh, to rethink how streets are used, not just as conduits for vehicles, but places for people. So it was a move away from vehicle focused streets uh, and and looking towards pedestrian first or, or equitable streets or what we call sometimes call streets for all uh, and really creating a public realm that responds to the, the demands of the modern city would you say would you say it's that kind of moving away from from the reliance on on public vehicles um as the real kind of key thing that enhanced the realm initially or what 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 aspects and what 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 changes alongside that do you feel really kind of increased that kind of that feel of public realm and kind of, and, and the offering there? Well, we we used we used a yardstick which is kind of well known in urban design um, circles, which is which is would you let your twelve year old navigate this street on their own? You know, a twelve year old is a, is a proxy for a pensioner or a parent with a double buggy or a, somebody with mobility issues. So it's about creating inclusive spaces. 
And, you know, when you when you actually start to really you know, kind of forensically look at that, the answer is probably you wouldn't you wouldn't allow your 12 year old onto any of the streets in, in many different cities and certainly not around the, the Snow Hill area. So, you know, we, we had to we had to really look at uh, what was happening in in the um, in the environment. And we, we did a lot of um uh, uh, diagnosis and analysis and some of that was desktop but actually mainly it was walking the streets you know and we did that uh, we did that in different modes so we did walk it but we we, we cycled it and we, we drove and we went on the bus you know we went on the uh, went on uh, the train and we experienced it at different times of the day and night to, to really get a good a good kind of grasp of, of what was happening so you know f- from that um, from that point we um, we, we came together with with partners who we were working with on the project and really important approaches uh, that we worked with transport planners on this project. So it's uh, urban planners and, and transport planners working together. Sistra, uh, who are uh, another uh, Birmingham business. And, you know, we, we worked really closely with Sistra and, we, and we, we approached it from what we call a movement and place perspective. So often uh, projects will be uh, either movement-led or or, or um, place-led and, and you'll get place-led projects like landscape architecture schemes and beautiful squares and you might get movement projects which are uh, just about highway design but bringing them both together leads to really successful and, and sustainable uh, solutions to complex urban uh, problems. I mean what, what we found in, in Birmingham was that um, the highway character was very dominant so you know we talk about about uh, a, a lot of private vehicles being able to uh, access any part of, of the study area actually so pedestrians were ve- very much marginalized to the edges uh, very uh, limited amount of spaces just to stop or stay you know to have a sit down meet your friends have a chat enjoy the sunshine eat your sandwich um, uh, traffic and, and parking really dominated the street scene and uh, movement for cyclists uh, was poor not really considered uh, and apart from in very few instances no real commercial use of the streets are allowing uh, those adjacent businesses to spill out and occupy the street and create that vitality and activity that you know really um, really boosts and, and, and improves the streets uh, and it's that it's that use of open space that you kind of and it's that real appreciation for the ability to walk and explore and yeah. talk about the businesses spilling out it's it's so the how important well-being and getting fresh air and just kind of the mindfulness that everything that comes with just going out and having a walk mm-hmm. and how how good it makes you feel the mm-hmm. fact that you 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 were adopting this approach seven years ago and you were mm-hmm. acknowledging mm-hmm. way back when the importance of open space within a city center and how it's going to just benefit benefit everyone working there and living there and the mm-hmm. fact that they can just safely walk around the streets but also appreciate what's there like the, mm-hmm. with it being like the businesses that are spilling out but also the greenery working with with the landscape mm-hmm. it sounds it's very forward thinking mm. at, at that 2015 time. It's really impressive to kind of see that that where, where you were there and how things are now and how we recognize the importance of well-being in society and mindfulness that 
it was such ahead of its time it feels like i think it was you know it's it was an it was an innovative innovative move and it was you know relatively brave of birmingham council and the and the bid both of you know both of which are the uh the the, the kind of key stakeholder and client on this project to uh, to to believe in in the approach that we were making but i think uh, as i said you know it's 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 at that city scale really where some of this change happens you know it's it's really great working with local authorities because they have the ability to work at a greater scale often than a private developer can you know occasionally we're just talking about digbeth and some of the other larger development areas in birmingham you might get a private developer who's who's taking on board you know a big chunk of the city uh, but actually more often than not it's, it's it's going to be in partnership with the local authority because the local authority has that interest uh, in in uh, a, a greater geographical extent but also you know local authorities are originally set up to uh, uh, look after the health of their citizens you know it's 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 and they have got that view really so it's it's beyond it's beyond an economic uh, value and economic benefit in terms of the outputs of projects for local authority it, it, it's about looking at social and environmental benefits and, and outputs and i think that's what's been you know, a, a great pleasure for us working on this project with the council is, is being able to promote that thinking and, and for them to totally buy into it and uh and run with it and deliver on it yeah absolutely well, i mean it's that delivery because so you, you you've just completed the first two phases mm-hmm. of the master plan tell me, tell me it must feel it must it must feel great for the fact that you've you've come through that and you've seen the first two phases come to completion now. Mm. What can you tell me a bit more about those phases that have finished, but also mm. what's the what's the district gonna look like in say ten years' time? What 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 what's what's more to come for the redevelopment within the area? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a quite a wide project that we looked at. So the the, the master plan, um, the public realm master plan, runs from Newell Street all the way down to the the Children's Hospital. And you know, for those that don't know the the city, that's a that's a big chunk of the of the central core. You know, it's 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 all of the central business districts uh, edging right up onto what is the you know the historic retail core, uh, and all the way down to the inner ring road. So a big site and. Yes, uh, Colmore Row East and, and Cornwall Street just completed, uh, finishing off the, f- the final snags there. But great to see, you know, that physical transformation, especially, I think, on Cornwall Street. It's, it's kind of nicely enclosed Cornwall Street. You can really see how it's changed. And, uh, uh, you know, when, when the spring comes and the, and the planting greens up and, and those businesses and bars and restaurants spill out into the street down there, I think, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great for some side photos, certainly. Um, but I think, you know, o- overall, it, we're looking to, to transform the experience for pedestrians in, in the city core. And, you know, it, it, it's about really connecting people. So it, it's very much a, a pedestrian first environment. And that, you know, that's what we are promoting in this area. It's, it's public realm with a purpose so that it is, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's not just to look beautiful. It's about um, hosting activity. Uh, it's about creating opportunities for communities to interact with each other. It's about just having a sit down and, a, and enjoy the space for its for its own uh, for its own value. Uh, but it's about human interaction. I think very very much. You know, we, we're 
we're, we're noticing actually a, a lot more reporting around uh, urban loneliness. You know, one of the conditions I think has been accelerated by COVID is, is urban loneliness. And so giving communities and, and residents opportunities to come together safely uh, is something that we're really, we're really excited about. Uh, we're about promoting active travel as well. So, you know, let's get let's get get people onto the trains and uh, onto the buses, but walking and, and cycling as well. You know, it's, it really is the the easiest way of of staying healthy if you can combine your exercise with your with your commutes. So, you know, we want this zone to be an area where people uh, can can participate in active travel, uh, get those endorphins released. You know, start feeling good about yourself. Um, it's about um, community, I've kind of mentioned already, uh, but, you know, right down to this idea that um, you feel good about just walking up a street. You know, we, we often, I often say you need to create the conditions for smiling at strangers. You know, and I, th I think that's quite important. It's the kind of interactivity with others and that civility that comes from being uh, in a pleasant environment and uh, feeling happy and, uh, and um, men mentally well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, well, since since you started the project back in 2015, like there's mm. so much has happened in that time. As we, we we've we've been in a pandemic, there was there was Brexit, there was mm. events that created such uncertainty and such, I would say almost at the time a lot of damage to confidence within mm -hmm. probably what was going on within the project. But then at the same time, you've got the Commonwealth Games being awarded to Birmingham and HS2 mm. breaking ground. Tell me what 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 have been would you say the main challenges that you faced in terms and, and how these challenges have impacted on on the project confidence both mm. from a on a negative side or how has there been like a, like a negative impact on on the project and mm. the confidence within it but also on a positive side like say when you've got things like HS two when you've got Commonwealth Games when you've got such great investment and, and great engagement and activities taking place in the city you, you've experienced it all and, and with where like how important from for so many different reasons Cornwall Row is mm. where it's located for what what's there what it's offering what it how it serves the kind of the community what, what tell me about these experiences that the, the the, the good the bad what, yeah well i mean covid and the pandemic have, have affected everybody haven't they and i think you know it's it's caused disruption uh, and it's caused delay uh you know local authority has had uh, massive pressures on it look uh, council have had massive pressures on them to to deal with the health impacts and, and all financial impacts of, of the pandemic and and that's mean they've not necessarily been able to commit uh uh, as much time as they would normally to to other projects having said that you know they've recognized and, and they recognized very early on that this project would likely be part of their recovery plan you know so it, it it's about i think covid has has impacted our cities has impacted birmingham and you know there is it has been a reduced confidence in people traveling to cities and uh, you know, um, reduce footfall, so less less people buying things. Uh, it's accelerated that that decline of uh, in retail, uh, but it, it really you know creates an opportunity at the same time. I think for you know our cities and, and our town centres to become more focused around communities and and to become community hubs. You know, more mixed use, more residential uh, in them, uh, and all of that you know requires that 
um, that physical and social infrastructure to support. Uh, and these projects actually are, are perfectly um, positioned to, to, to provide that. You know, so creating resilient streets, which, you know, what, what we were designing um, five, six, seven years ago has, has been a, a really positive move because, you know, those issues of, um, of mental health and well-being and urban loneliness, they're, they're all like top of the agenda now. Yeah. So, you know, the, the city has uh, has been able to to react to, to that, to those negative um, uh, circumstances, I think, re- really well. You know, from from a positive perspective, I think, you know, at the, se- at the same time, you know, during the last period, you know, we've had these announcements around around HS2, got Commonwealth Games just around the corner, you know, and, and both of those projects are, are platforms for transformation, you know, massive, massive global changes happening uh, in the city of Birmingham. It's really positive. And, you know, I think my, my view is that you'll, you'll see more of this type of project happening in the city core. Certainly from, a, from an HS2 perspective, you know, uh, it's going to attract a, a, a level of um, uh, investments into the city that's going to demand much higher quality public realm. Uh, to, to, to support it uh, uh, and then you've got the, the whole visitor experience you know whether whether that's visitors uh, on the train or whether it's, it's visitors coming up for the sporting events you know it's about your uh, public face uh, as a global city that you present uh, and it's about the experience of uh, uh, of those visitors when they when they come to your city you know what, what we've tried to do is to is to to rebalance the streets so a move away from vehicle domination to, to more equitable streets, as, as we've said. Uh, and with that, it's a, it's a de-engineering of the character of the streets to create much more uh, attractive places and inclusive spaces for uh, the community of Birmingham. I really, I, I, I really like how you just described that, a de-engineering of the character of the spaces. Mm. That's, a, that's a brilliant way to put it. The, um, well, it's such a, this is such an important scheme that's going to affect it affects so many people in in, in, the, in the district and and kind of the confidence and what it means to the rest of the city and like I'd be interested to see how other other areas adopt this approach mm-hmm. across Birmingham and but who who would you say is that kind of that most that end client for you with this with the project is it the bid is it is it Birmingham City Council. Mm. Or is it who? Who is it? Who? 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 You, who is this? Who is it? I think the bid and the city council are the champions of this project, but the uh, the 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 end client or customer, if you like, is the city community. You know, it's it's the people that live and work and play in the city, and you know, you know their views and and their buy-in uh, was has been very important to us uh, as a team and uh, it's been very important to the project actually and you know that's come out through the engagement process and the uh, what we like to call the co-design process you know we had a lot of stakeholder uh, and community uh, engagement and consultation you know led by the council and the bids ensuring that we are um uh, attracting and, go- and going out to a, a, the, the right spread of people, ensuring that we're getting uh, information back on on you know what are those local wants and needs, and you know testing that we're responding to those in the in the right way. And so, I think you know very very much it's 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 been a project that's been about people. It's about reinstating 
the status of the city uh, uh, as, a, as a kind of key driver for commercial, for creative, uh, for political and, and cultural life. And it's, it's been kind of perfect timing for um, building back better, but, but doing that in a really sustainable way uh, uh, that creates beautiful places for people. No, Danny, really well, well done to you and the team. Well done getting the uh, completing the first two phases of the master plan, and um, I can't wait to see, uh, see, see see what the district looks like in the years to come. No, thank you so much for joining me today on the um, Building Brum podcast. It's been great. Fa- Fantastic, Connor. Great. Thanks for the invite. Really enjoyed chatting with you. All the best. Take care, Danny. All the best. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Subscribe to the Building Brum podcast and join us again, where we'll be chatting with new guests every month exploring and examining the latest themes and trends within the construction industry. A big thank you once again to our Building Brum podcast series supporters, Reality Capture and Point Cloud Modelling Specialists, Scantech Digital, Solus, one of the UK's leading suppliers of commercial flooring and wall tiles, and Sunbelt Rentals. With over 200,000 items of equipment, they are the largest providers of equipment hire in the UK. Thank you once again for listening to the Building Brum podcast and supporting the series. We'll be back again very soon with new special guest speakers. Thanks for listening and take care, everyone.